Hi, besties. We're back. I am so excited to be with you for season two of the Tagenda. We are going to have an amazing year together. I'm so thrilled. As you can tell, we're doing something a little different this season. Video. Thrilling. So you can catch us wherever you've been continuing to listen to your podcast. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere, but we will be uploading the video content. You also will be able to find us on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. Very exciting. We are on TikTok and on Instagram at The Tagenda. And if you're looking for us on TikTok, you can type in The Tagenda or the ad is the dot Tagenda. So with those lovely messages to help us find the Tagenda, spend more time with the Tagenda, what else is new? Well, for one, a lot more planning. I'm very excited. We will have deep dives into certain episodes this year. We are going to have a lot more video content, a lot more snippet content that you can share with your friends. We will be continuing the TLDL. You heard it here first. And as always, you can still support this lovely podcast that has expanded itself after really looking at last year where we went wrong on Patreon. Patreon, Patreon, I still don't know how to say it, but I will say that you can support us. $6, we will be your besties for life. Occasionally we will post special content, but if you wanna support the pod and all that we do, we would greatly appreciate it. And you can find that link on our website, www.thetagenda.com. So it's 2024, what has been happening? Well, a lot. A lot has been happening. We've got episodes coming that are going to cover what happened at the end of 2023 because that was a lot. Um, And I'm really, really hoping that over time, as we come to know one another, trust each other a little more, you could submit maybe, you know, your problems, your questions. You got burning social, social issues. You just need to talk it out or like listen to someone's advice. I'd be happy to give that to you because I'm nosy as shit. That's why I have a gossip podcast. So if you are interested and would love, you know, the Tagenda's thoughts on the situation you're in, a friendship situation, a love situation, just a little gossip that's yours, go ahead and send it to us. You can DM us on any of the platforms I just mentioned, or you can reply to the email. All of that will come to us. So, so thrilled to be starting this new year. Let's get into it. We're going to start with the Disturbia. And I'm going to do a lot less sads. It makes me sad to think about. But when someone dies who is of note, I will definitely let you know. I will not leave you hanging. However, we got to get to the Disturbia because there's a lot of it. Let's talk about Jonathan Majors. Now, because you are watching this podcast and you might not be up to your pop culture, let's explain. Jonathan Majors is an actor who really had his come up 2019, 2020, 2021. He has been in a number of acclaimed films, also became a part of the Marvel comic universe in 2021 when he was on Lovecraft Country and then also moved into some of the films. Now, with his very sharp rise to fame, he um, was dating people and it also became known that he abused those people. Now, the the major news outlets will say, you know, well, we're not sure. There is a history of allegations of abuse against this man stemming back from 2013. And usually, most of the time, when someone, male or female, has been accused of abuse, there's a pattern. It's usually not the first time. So he was dating a woman named Grace Jabari. He had abused her. She filed suit and he was convicted at the end of December, I believe, or towards the end of December. Like convicted of the crime, found guilty by a jury of his peers. 
interestingly, he has come back in the news this year because he, after his relationship with Grace, started dating actress Megan Good. Even though she has all the evidence that he's a dangerous man anyway. The heart wants what the heart wants, I guess. But he made a comment that Megan Good stood by him like his Coretta Scott King, which... When he says Coretta Scott King, to be clear, he is talking about the wife of civil rights icon and a civil rights icon herself, Coretta Scott King, Martin Luther King Jr.'s wife. Mother to the King children who are still alive, who had to listen to this nonsense. And I don't know what's more absurd, right? Somehow insinuating that you are equivalent to Martin Luther King Jr. for being an actor or somehow equivalent equivocating the fact that you abused your girlfriends in the past and this woman stood next to you is the same as standing next to a civil rights icon throughout a lot 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 of racial legal turmoil right like the whole comparison is absurd and just goes to tell you how unwell this man is in terms of his seeing reality and understanding how he fits within it and also just ability to tell reasonable facts like if you think that Megan Good is your Coretta Scott King I'm not going to trust a damn word you say because that's insane um so that's what is happening with Jonathan Majors as long as we are talking about abusive shitheads we are going to talk about Martel Holt who is a reality star on um Love and Marriage Huntsville You may not have heard of this show, but you should. It is an excellent, excellent reality show, like top tier. Martel has been on this show, I think, from the beginning. And he has been a a person who is unable to control their emotions and has been suspected of being at least emotionally abusive to his ex-wife who's on the show and his current girlfriends. Now, he was arrested in early January for domestic abuse. And as I said, there is a pattern with this people. No one's really surprised to hear it. But you should know, a reality star, Martel Holt, arrested. So there's a lot going on with the sexual assault. Unfortunately, the way it's covered is still much in the same of like time where it's, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But we'll like briefly mention that there were all these past incidences, but we won't call that person dangerous and we'll continue to revere them until enough evidence has passed that we shouldn't (sighs) whatever america all right moving on so let's just keep up with the disturbia jeffrey epstein as we may be familiar like noted pedophile was in the ranks with super super rich people had an island had a plane all of the people who were on the travel logs of the plane and a lot of the documentation from his case have now gone public and you may be like Detena, this is not pop culture news well let me tell you why it is so and by the way we all i hope we all know jeffrey epstein died in prison lots of conspiracy theories we don't need to go into it but he's dead and the woman who basically was the supporter of all of this work to bring him the girls still alive also in prison so earlier in january aaron Rodgers, football player known for being on green bay now is with the jets was talking about I don't even know what and brought up that Jimmy Kimmel was probably on the Epstein dossier that was going to be released. Jimmy Kimmel didn't take kindly to this because I wouldn't take kindly to the fact that someone's saying that I'm associated with pedophilia if I weren't. Also, it's like mathematically impossible that he was involved in this based on the timeline and his age and access to these things. But anyway, aside from the fact that like it's not just that Jimmy Kimmel says so, it's actually impossible that he was. But 
<laughs> Jimmy Kimmel clacked back hard. And now Aaron and Jimmy are in. I would not be surprised if Jimmy Kimmel does file suit if this continues. He did a monologue on his show, basically making Aaron Rodgers out to seem to be a fool. Aaron Rodgers has not really responded in kind. He was supposed to be on a show, and I think he just downplayed it because he's completely in the wrong. This isn't just, you know, he said, she, like, this is slander, right? You get to a certain point when you are slandering someone, and I think this counts. Aaron Rodgers, for what it's worth, I think at the time felt justified because he felt that Jimmy Kimmel was a part of a group of people whom he does not politically support, which, okay, he's a comedian, that's fine, but, like, Let's not do that. Let's not slander people with outrageous conspiracy theories because it's convenient, right? Like, it's also just stupid. If you're going to disagree with someone, do it based on the merits and facts. And if you're not going to do it on the merits and facts, at least be extremely clever with your words so that people are distracted by how clever the clapback was as opposed to how absurd, ridiculous, horrible, and slanderous it was. Like, bare minimum. And none of those things happen. So it's just awful and I feel bad for Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers should probably stop talking and just play football really well and be attractive but that's not his thing anymore cool moving on let's get to the goss the fun stuff the goss so in early January Cat Williams comedian went on Shannon Sharp's podcast Shannon Sharp is a formal football player and it was probably one of the more epic hours of podcast I've ever watched so cat williams has never really been in i would say like the black comedic mainstream in terms of people who i would consider his peers right he's not amongst like the kevin hearts or he was never amongst the chris rocks chris tucker steve harvey cedric the entertainer bernie mac etc but he has a lot to say about these folks and i think um given how much has come out about how tawdry that Hollywood is and how perverted and disgusting many of the people in power are and what you kind of have to do to access this power. I find it fascinating that Kat was truly out of fucks to give. No fucks given. He spoke his truth. And were some of these things patently absurd? Yes. Do I think I believe all of them? No. Would I like to? Yes. But I think the things that stood out for me is how hard he rode for the comedians that he believed in. He took Steve Harvey to task for downplaying or even trying to compare himself to Bernie Mac, who he thought is just the funniest person. He talked a lot about making sure that women get their just due. He did say some crazy shit about Kanye. He did say a lot of crazy things, guys. I'm not going to go over all of it. But I do recommend looking up articles to figure out the highlights of this podcast because, you know, he claimed that he could run a 40-yard dash in like under five seconds and then he proved that right on the internet. So I am very curious to see who actually puts out statements and like tries to sue him for saying things bad about them. Steve Harvey, he went for him hard. He went for... Um, Kevin Hart pretty hard he went for Cedric the Entertainer pretty hard saying he stole his content right like there's a lot of people who if it isn't true and it is in fact slander as we discussed earlier slander they could probably have a case so I'm 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 interested to see a lot of people are coming at Shannon Sharp saying you know like you did a really poor job with that interview blah 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 Shannon Sharp is a football player with a podcast he is not a journalist he's not an interviewer he's not an investigative journalist he's a bro with a podcast Calm down, y'all. He let his podcast guest speak his truth. 
Shannon Sharp has nothing to do with this situation um, and everything to do with Cat Williams just saying what he had to say. And kind of a fan. I'm kind of a fan, at least of the authenticity. So that, check it out, please. DM me if you have thoughts. We can talk about it later. It's a pretty incredible, incredible podcast. All right. It was the Golden Globes. If you're new here, I don't really watch movies. I'm not good at watching movies. I have a short attention span. But I do love gossip and drama. So let's get into what happened at the Golden Globes. Let's go in chronological order. So we're going to start at the top with the entry monologue. I believe it was Joe Coy was the comedian who was doing the hosting of the Oscars. And he did a terrible job. Um, I actually, when prepping for this podcast, read an article where he said his feelings were hurt. But like, dude, you did a terrible job. I think that when you are going to make targeted jokes toward women... They need to be funny and they don't need to be cheap. And given that Barbie was the biggest thing to happen in film in 2023, hands down, maybe don't reduce Barbie to being a doll with big boobs as he did in one of his jokes. Maybe don't take a cheap shot at the fact that the NFL does not know how to garner more women viewership without focusing on Taylor Swift. She just was there. Like Taylor Swift just living her life. Leave her alone. What has she got to do with the Golden Globes? Like cheap shot, right? So it was interesting when he made these jokes, how poorly you could tell they landed with the audience members and the targets. Like Greta Gerwig, who was the director of Barbie, seemed visibly just perturbed at the joke about Oppenheimer versus Barbie. Taylor Swift also looked pretty annoyed at the joke focused on her. Um, And so he, he just did not do a good job. So let's talk about the winners. It was interesting to me. Again, I don't watch movies, but I do read a lot movie about movies and Hollywood, etc. And here's what I found fascinating. The Golden Globes has been under a lot of scrutiny for the last few years because of the bribery that was taking place and the voting. The fact that most winners were almost always white for several, several years in a row for the fact that it very much so seems like a boys club play to pay, pay to play. Pay to play situation to the point where they did not air one year. Um, there was a complete shift in how the academy was constructed. They got new leadership, like the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, not the academy, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association truly went out of the way to make reform so that this award show could be relevant again, pretty much. Um, so it was interesting to me that while, although we did see more not a lot but more diversity in who was winning awards and we did see more diversity in who was nominated for awards the majority of the awards given were for movies made by and about men now despite the fact that barbie was the biggest cinematic success and a very well done movie extremely well done movie right only won a new award for basically the biggest blockbuster of the year and the rest of the winners except for in the individual acting categories were like Oppenheimer ran away with it I'm not saying it wasn't a good movie but I find it interesting that like Oppenheimer and Succession and The Bear are like the biggest winners and all of those are very male-centric focused pieces of art which is fine but like how much progress are they actually making as a voting body right like that's my question and I think this is also why I'm just not that into movies and award shows. Like, I just don't care. 
about many of these stories. I don't relate to them. I don't find interest. I got bored. I fall asleep. But I went to go see Barbie and I stayed awake the whole time and I really enjoyed it. Um, so there's my thoughts there. I just find the Golden Globes to be fascinating. Fascinating what they're trying to do with their comeback. Um, and then the biggest like meme piece of the Golden Globes. So at one point... Selena Gomez walks over to Taylor Swift's table and is telling Taylor some story where they both look shocked and another person who I don't recognize says something to confirm who's involved in the story. The internet with our, you know, lovely lip-reading sleuths decided that Selena Gomez was telling Taylor that she went to go try and take a picture with Timothy Chalamet, the actor who was dating Kylie Jenner, the lip mogul, I guess that's what we'll call her. Um, and was refused a picture. That is what it looked like from lip reading. And a woman has now come out on TikTok saying, I was the one who denied the photo because she was skipping the line and it was ruining the order of people who come. And that person's job is literally to make sure photographers have the right name of the person who's in order. <laughs> it's crazy. We have no clue what they were talking about, to be clear. Like, Everyone's saying that this is what they were talking about. No one actually knows. The internet has just run away with its own idea of what on earth was said. Selena Gomez, who we know that she's fragile when it comes to social media. She disengages a lot. I use the word disengage on purpose because of the next topic. But she's left social media. She's like, I'm not putting up with this. People on the internet are actually insane. Like none of us actually know the truth about most of these things unless we are looking at documentation, we are looking at evidence, we're looking at court cases. But like lip reading, folks, we've taken it too far. All right, it's a funny meme. Everyone's inserting their own little, you know, versions of it for whatever you're into. But <laughs> I'm very curious about the truth of it all. And <laughs> it would not surprise me if like Timothy and Kylie are like, why are we in it? Like, we said nothing to like, we don't even know what you're talking about. I would love to find out what really happened. I doubt anyone will actually tell me, but for what it's worth, the internet, you're insane. Y'all need to calm down. You need to calm down. Taylor Swift said that once in a song. And finally, we are going to talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. In the beginning of January, they had their finale and the first episode of their reunion. And it, it shook the internet. It shook the internet. It shook me. So for those who are not inducted into Real Housewives, it started off as a docuseries following a bunch of wealthy or wealthy adjacent women and their lives. It has turned into an amalgamation of cities and a lot of different women who aren't necessarily housewives. Some are single, some are mothers, some are single mothers, some are actual housewives, whatever. And one of the housewives who is new on the real housewives of Salt Lake City revealed herself to be a blogger on the internet. And for a variety of reasons, the entire drama surrounding this has really just upended the Bravoverse in a way I have not seen since Scandaval. And even then, this is very, very different because with Scandaval, there was no taking Scandaval side. Like they were wrong. He, he, there was, he was wrong. But here there's just a majority, a lot of different opinions. And I have written on this on the Tagenda blog, which you can find at www.thetagenda.com. Click on blog. Um, I did a long form piece to really dive into the nuances of why this was so just remarkable for Bravo television, which I think you should go read. Um, but no, 
everyone shook. The, re- the reunions are still airing, so we don't have the full story, right? We don't have the full story. Why did she make this gossip account? Who was actually involved? What did Heather, the other Real Housewife, know? And when did she know it? We have a lot of questions. And I do think, though, that the people who are hating on the new housewife, Monica, for making this account do need to disengage a little bit. It is wild to me how certain people just really catch the vitriol of the internet, particularly certain people on Reddit. Like when they decide they hate somebody, they get really inappropriately mean and vicious and gross to the point where it makes me uncomfortable consuming these channels, but I do it for you. I do it for you and a little bit for me. So I'm, I will do a, a thorough recap once we have all of the reunions and we have as much of the story as we're going to get. But let me tell you, I am busy on Tuesday nights. I'm watching this. I'm watching this live. That is that is how much I am. I am dialed in. We are locked in as a Bravo as a Bravo fandom. We are together because Real Housewives shook us to our core. Well, I hope you're doing great, besties. That's all we have for this edition of the Tagenda. And I just cannot describe how warm and fuzzy and wonderful it feels to be back with you. I'm so excited about this new format. I'm so excited to be reaching more of you across all these different platforms. And if you're like, what platforms were those? We are now on Instagram at the Tagenda. We are on TikTok at the.tagenda. We are on YouTube at the Tagenda. We are on the website with the blog. We are still wherever you get your podcasts. We are here with video and it's going to be incredible. I'm so excited for season two with you. I hope you have the best week possible, besties. I hope your managers are lovely to you. I hope if you have children, they're nice to you. I hope you get everything you ask for. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new us. XOXO.